All right, Kenny Britt, the uh, the season is is over now. We're in the playoffs, uh, but you've been sidelined since September. What what has it been like? I'm sure it's it's been unusual for you. What has it been like just sitting and watching and, and rehabbing this whole time? Oh man, well I've been on sidelines since September 25th, actual date, and uh, that's actually when I had my surgery. So it was like about a week before. Um, then I injured my knee, and uh, I don't look at it as a setback. It's really a, I looked at it as a head start for 2012. So the whole time I'm sitting back, and I'm watching these guys go out there on the field every day doing what they do, love to do and um, doing practice. And I sit back, and I'm doing my rehab, and I look out the window, and I wish I could be out there with those guys. But each and every day they, they come and see how I'm doing and make sure that I'm, my mind is set if I could get back there and help them out. But um, fortunately, the season ain't in as well as we wanted to, but I know that we could come back. Second quarter of the Broncos game, uh, similar play that you've had before. I mean, you, you've had those types of catches and, and turns and runs before. W when you went down, did you know? Did it feel different than other things? Oh, man. Uh, once I landed on my leg, I took another step on the same leg, actually, um, towards the sideline, and I felt it right then and there. And my mind was just let the ball go, and uh, <laughs> it grabbed from my knee. That was my first reaction. And uh, usually, I don't, I'm not the type of person that let the ball go during the injury. But it, I could hurt. I heard it pop, and it, and it sounded nasty. And uh, before my mind could get to how painful it was, I already knew something bad happened. So it took a while for the pain to settle in until I got into the locker room and noticed something that it was really bad. So first, when you know it's bad, what's going through your mind? Like, no, not me, not now. I mean, Matt and you had already been, you know, you've already gotten a connection with Matt. You had a great game against the Ravens. You're getting a good start against the Broncos. What's going through your mind? Uh, it's funny because uh, I didn't get to practice as much as uh, I wanted to with Matt during, the, during camp and then with the lockout stuff. And uh, I had a hamstring injury coming into camp, so I didn't get to play until the last – preseason game and uh, we mean Matt had to catch up and, uh, and it was funny because we had a week and a half before our first game if we could catch up and uh, first game we started to click and then after that it was just like magic and uh, we practiced hard at it and we in the meeting rooms and on the field we took what we learned in the meeting rooms onto the field and then those first two weeks it felt like okay this this could be my year this could be my breakout year it's usually the third year for a receiver to have out his breakout year and then uh then this happens the third game, and uh, and it's just a shock. It's a wake up call, and it tells me just I need to focus on more of my body and what I need to do for the next year. And like I said, it's like a, a more of a head start than setback. Have you ever had a serious injury before, whether it's elementary school, high school, college? Uh, no, my first major injury was uh, 2010 season when I pulled my hamstring, and that's about it. I've had fractured ribs where I played games, and I, I had. Broken fingers, and I still play games and things like that. But my first real major injury, I missed a game. My first time I ever missed a game was 2010 season when I pulled my hamstring. So that was the major injury then. And then I come to the 2011 season, and then this happened. And it's funny because my my mindset was ready for the game, but I felt kind of weird when I woke up that day. And it, and it was funny because I, I woke up and my mind was focused on the game, but my body felt like it wasn't there at all, and I was trying to hype myself up into the pre um, and during the pregame, and and I was okay. I was I'm there mentally and I'm there f physically, and then when I step into the when I'm stepping into the field, it's still 
something weird about some this whole day, and I couldn't picture it. And it's funny because um before the game, I'm shaking Dr. Elrod's hand, who did my surgery, and we actually somebody actually took a picture of him, me and him shaking hands before the game, and I, really? and I actually got that at my house, uh, that game or the Bronco game. So, and uh. Throwing that play, it's so from now on, you probably won't be shaking any doctor's no, hands no doctor's before the games. Hands, right? No doctor's hands now, Maybe but <laughs> but uh, I like to shake everybody's hand to get everybody hyped up into the game. But uh, and throwing um, that play, exactly that is funny because that free safety just left the middle of, in the middle of the field wide open and came shooting down for me. And uh, once I turned around, he's there in my face, and uh, he hit me in my left leg, and and I spun around, and I spun around in the air, and I landed on my right. And everything was okay then until I took the next step. And then I heard that popping sound. So here we are. What's been going through your mind since then? I mean, uh, lots of days in the training room. And then you would come out and, and see your teammates practicing, getting ready for games. You're on the sidelines watching your teammates play. What has that been like to, to have to be forced to sit there and watch this much time? Oh, man, time to time is hard. And to sit back and just and wonder what you – how the season would have went or how could you affect the team. And then there's other times where it's like, okay, um, it is what it is. got to put it behind you. You got to keep going. There's another season that you need to get back to. And um, you can't come into the facility with a sad face on and let these guys see you with a sad face. And you need to build that confidence as well. So I come in every day with a smile on my face and ready to work. And they see me working in the training room. I'm sweating in the training room. So I know that if they see me doing that, they could go on the field with a mindset, okay, he's working in there to get back to help us. They could go out there and do something to help this organization. And that's what they wanted me to do. And that's why I take my hats off to them and uh, fighting as hard as they did until the, to the last game of the season was nobody – with their head down and uh, like, okay, we we had this schedule and our uh, record is this and we don't have no time for the playoffs, but that's not how the guys were. And they see me every day and I'm going to Ryan Mouton. So it really wasn't that hard because I, I had a friend in there in the training room and it's been hard for him. For He's been in the training room for three years now. He had three major injuries since he's been in the league. So I have a guy like him in the, in the training room helping me out and then all the other trainers is helping me keep my confidence up and I can't just bring this sad thing home and things like that. I gotta I gotta get back to my health. Have you learned anything about yourself during this time? Oh man. Patience. Patience is everything. That's that's what I believe. I, I caught on to that. And uh, I was now, is that something you had to work on? Because being a northeast Jersey guy, you know, people up there are known for not having much patience. Has this been a, a tough thing for you to, to, to get patience? Uh, uh, kind of, yeah. Um, I'm a guy that, that hates to sit down and, and being around the house doing nothing. And, and my first time, my first day of the surgery, I sat in the house probably about an hour. And then like an hour and a half, I'm trying to move around and do things. And, and my, my fiance is yelling at me. And then Dr. Elrod the next day asked me as I'm sitting back and relaxing. He's calling my fiance to make sure that I'm sitting back. But me, I'm a person that always needs to go and do things. And uh, that's what I do. And that's why I come into the training room. And, oh, come on, guys. We got to do something after this. We got to do this. And and I'll be done by probably 2 o'clock. And, and I still wanted to do more things to see if I could get better. It's, it's, it's funny because I go from here to go home, play a little Call of Duty with the guys uh, from the team, uh, Randy Morris and stuff like that. And then I'm back training myself. Um, I'm getting in the game ready. I'm doing machines at home. I have my uh, fiance massaging my knee. And that's what it's been since I've been hurt.
Have you learned about the game while watching? A lot of times guys can learn about the game and, and study the game from the sidelines. Even though it may be tough, you can learn. Did you learn about the game, Eddie? Oh, man, I, I took this from my college coach, Greg Ciano. Um, Mentors rep is just as, great as physical reps. And I could actually slow down a game in my mind and see what's happening other than on the field where I have to pay attention to a lot of things of, oh, I got to think about what's the play, where I need to line up at, who's here, who's there, where's the safety at, is the quarterback looking at me, is he giving me a different sign? Instead of doing all that and thinking about it on there and having a 10-second span of getting that all down, I could just sit back and just see how everything develops. And that's been a, the key thing that I've been doing on the sideline. You mentioned how excited you were at the beginning of the season when things were clicking with you and, and Matt so quickly. Does that also inspire you and make you feel good about the possibilities of next year and beyond? Oh, yeah, definitely. It, it's not just that me and Matt clicked in the beginning of the year. It's what they did throughout the year. And, and I'm excited because it, uh, um, our young receiver, Damian Williams, stepped up, and, and he did a great job this year. And uh, Lavelle Hawkins, he stepped up as our third receiver. And, and our receiver, course, I believe, is one of the best in the NFL. And I'm excited to see if we all have be on the same page next year. Because to us, um, we came in the lockout with new coaches and new coaches staff, so we was all rookies this year. And I'm excited to see what happened next year. Did you um, get a, a new appreciation for the new coaching staff? Do, I mean, because you were watching sort of from the side and not being involved in it, did you get to see how the complexion of this team changed and maybe the attitude of the locker room and the new coaching staff and the new offensive coordinator? Did you get to see all that from a new perspective? Oh, yeah, definitely. I, I got to sit back and as a as a fan as as a as a fan to the coaches and a fan to the players and see how they work together and see how they clicked and see how the emotionally involved that the coaches was to help us get better each and every day on the field and how they was involved and everything that in part of our life and it's not just on the field stuff and see how we're doing our, fan our families at home and mentally and things like that. It wasn't like, oh, okay, we got, it's a straight business. We need to come in here. We need to do this and that. And they knew that. And it's their first year coaching all of us together and things like that. We know that we needed to get our base before we even start building. And that's what they did. They built us a nice base to start building a um, foundation. Now you mentioned a, f a couple of minutes ago that um, you would put on a good face when you, when you came to the complex. Yeah. So does that mean there were times at home where you're sitting around with your fiance going, man, this stinks, and, and you, you feel kind of sorry for yourself at times when you're away from here? Oh, man, uh, time to time, because she, she knows that I'm an active person, and football took off most of my energy. When I, when I went home, I was dead tired, and she'd just see me just go to sleep and fall asleep, and and probably be in the bed until the next day. And until when I came home, I have all this energy and I have nothing to do. And then most of the time, it's, it's, uh, the Hirschman, the most is way games. And I didn't travel with the team and then just sitting back and just watching some games where it didn't go away and some games it, it went away. And then thinking about, oh man, if I was just out there, if I just did this more, maybe if I trained a little bit harder. You, you always keep that in your mind because we had the lockout that that really hurt us, and then, and I believe that if that lockout wasn't there, I'd train a little bit more harder than I did last year and during the off season. And that stuck in my head right now is train harder, train harder each day. So it sounds like you feel like if you had been out there, that you guys would have made the playoffs. 
Oh, man. I couldn't say we would have made the playoffs, but I, I say that it would have helped the team a lot more um, emotionally and physically because I say more home games. And, uh, I'm mostly more emotionally involved with the team, and I can help them up if they're down. If, if it looks ugly, the games look like it's not going our way, I could I could pick them up. Because other than away games, I'm not out there to speak to them. Like, hey, look, okay, we made this mistake, but we need to move forward. And that's what it means the most. Is there any doubt in your mind that you can come back as good or better? Oh, man, there's no doubt in my mind at all. That's why I come in here each and every day ready to work and ready to go, even though I'm dead tired from taking care of my daughter the next from the night before to waking up 6, 7 o'clock in the morning just to feed the dog, walk the dog, and uh, make sure things around the house is okay before I come in here. And every time I come in here, it's a mindset of getting better, getting better from 2012 and getting ready for the season. You mentioned uh, Call of Duty. What other kinds of things do you like to do when you're away from the complex? Oh man, that's that's mainly that's mainly my um thing that I like to do is just go in there and play the games and it gives me the time to because I'm a friendly guy and I'm a family guy and I love my friends and my family around me and it's a time where I can sit back and I can go back with friends that I got at home even though they're thousands of miles away in New Jersey. I can sit back and talk to them and they tell me what's going on um, up there and I'll have to be up there. And that's something that I, I enjoy going back home and doing. Describe home. How do you pronounce your hometown? Is it Bayonne? Uh, yeah, it's, it's Bayonne, New Jersey. You know, one of the best places to grow up, to, to be a kid. And, uh, and it's a and it's, it's safe place, environment. You see kids that's 10 years old walking around at 8, 10 o'clock at night, and you run around, what's the, what are they doing walking around at this time of night? But it's so safe that everybody knows each other and everybody grew up with each other. Basically, you have one public high school and everybody goes to the same high school. Everybody knows each other's mom and things like that. So we look after each other. So that's what basically that um, it's hard for me to stay away from there because I love my family so much and I love my friends so much, and, and that's something that grows around that town. Aside from Kenny Britt, who's the most famous person ever from Bayonne, New Jersey? Oh, there's a there's a couple. Um, uh, Jerome Hayes, that uh, he actually one of the famous linebackers that played at Penn State, uh, and he actually blew up both his knees. His senior, his junior and his senior, his junior came in, blew out his ACL, and uh, and that's one thing that he helped me with too. Jerome Hayes, uh, and he blew out his other leg. Um, his senior, so my hats go off to him by uh, helping me out on my AC on things like that. It's um, oh man, I forgot his name. It's another wide receiver that first draft, the first person I ever got into the NFL from Bayonne, New Jersey, and it was the Kansas City Chiefs wide receiver, and I can't get his name right now off the top of my head, and he's one of the guys that spied me. Um, we got Jamal Lord. I played um, quarterback for Nebraska, and that came out of Bayonne. And um, it's funny because I grew up with his little brother, and we played football together. So it was actually him inspiring us to play football. And uh, he was one of the first people to beat St. Peter's Prep High School in over like 30 years. So, <laughs> and that's still that's still going. Legendary, on. Yeah, legendary. Yeah. And uh, he got drafted to the um. Houston Texans, 
Uh, unfortunately, his career didn't go too far with that because they traded, they they made him a free safety, and it's called a transition from a quarterback to a free safety, and the list goes on. You can actually Google Bayonne, and it, well, not Google YouTube Bayonne, and they show you a whole bunch of famous people that I don't even know by 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 name and things like that, or what they what they did in life. And it's funny because one of my friends is, if YouTube is called Bayonne Art Factory, and if YouTube it shows you a whole bunch of famous things and uh. How many movies were shot in Bayonne and uh, MTV goes to our high school all the time to shoot commercials. So it's kind of it's kind of fun town. We got an ice ring, one of the schools that has an ice ring with a track on top of it. So my whole life, people ask me, can I ice skate? I, I can ice skate. I told them I wanted to play hockey at some time, but uh, I couldn't stop. So uh, <laughs> so that, that <laughs> so that, that that ended my career fast. <laughs> You mentioned uh, uh, somebody there helping you out with uh, with knees. Have you t- spoken to anybody else about uh, recovering from knee injuries? Is anybody giving you advice about uh, tearing the ACL and trying to inspire you? Uh, well, there was a couple of guys that had um, some injuries. Um, I believe Derek Morgan uh, last year tore his ACL. It's funny because he tore ACL on the same, rushed the same team, <laughs> the Denver Broncos. So uh, he's been helping me out a lot, and I. Uh, he been encouraging me and most of the time. It's funny because when you're a defensive player and offensive player, you don't really talk to each other as much. And then once I uh, told my ACL, he came in almost every day, see how I was doing, see how my progress was. And uh, and he built my confidence up because every day was like, was, oh, man, you, you're, you're so much further than I was. And, and it's funny and with things because I actually was so much further than he was at times. And, and he sees my sometimes when it was a setback when my knee wasn't going right, and I was like, "Don't worry about it. Some days you're gonna have this little swelling in your knee where you can't work out as much as you want to, and that's just telling you to sit back and and, and rest it." And he helped me out a lot. You're still a young guy, 23. Yeah. <laughs> you've just <laughs> got you done. Oh, well, it is. Well, it is considering yeah. you've already been in the league three years. Yeah. Just talk about kind of growing up uh, in the NFL. I mean, you you were 20 when you were drafted. 20 entering training camp. You turned 21 in your first training camp. Now you're 23. There's a lot of growing up to do. Yeah, well, actually, um, I turned, yeah, I turned 21 right, during my second game into the into the league my rookie year. And it's funny because I was 17 coming into college and then coming to straight to the NFL. And it's when I look back at myself from my high school years to my college years and to my years now is that I matured so much more than my friends back home and it's funny because you can tell by the way the places that we go and how they act and the way I act and uh, most of the time uh, what they're doing with their lives and what I'm doing with my life like I, I'm starting a family now I'm about to get married next month on um, February 24th actually in New Jersey to my um, beautiful fiance Sabrina Robinson I have a daughter now and I, um, I have a house and, and it's funny uh, they're still running around doing the same thing and uh, I feel like I'm matured to myself, and I got a I got a family to look after. And right now, just being those three years into the NFL just changed so much because '09, I'm just a kid. You know what I mean, um, that's living his dream and, and getting the chance to live his dream. And now in 2012, 12, I'm here with a family and getting ready for my whole life ahead of me. But and I'm not gonna get into the the couple things, but just the off the field stuff. How about growing from those types of incidents and and knowing you know, choices and and learning those kinds of things. Oh man, we're, we're humans. We we make mistakes. We just build off of making mistakes. It's, it's what it is. Is do you learn from it? Are you gonna make the same mistake twice? And and 
those little bumps and bruises on them down the road, it comes with life. And you learn from it, you don't learn from it. And that's what some people do. And I, and I learn from everything that, I, that happened to me in my life, even if it's good or bad. And, and I'm happy that it happened to me in my life because as long as it happened to me, it won't happen to other people in my life because I can teach them about it. How about uh, your little girl? Is she... Uh made you grow up a little bit how has that changed your life it's got a son and a daughter uh, yeah uh, my son's two years old my daughter's one and and my daughter really stepped out made me step out the box and and look at it more than anything because my son is from a, um one of my high school girlfriends from back home and we got a son out of, out of woodlock and things like that and but my daughter she's with me every day and i've seen her grow and i've seen her first steps it, Although I didn't get to see my son's first step or his first smile and, and things like that. And my daughter just started walking two, three months ago, and, she took, and she's running around the house. And the first time she called me dad was the most beautiful thing on earth. And when she called me dad, that really clicked into my head and make a spark into my head. Like, I had to do not just things for myself and my wife. I got to do it for my two, my two kids because I'm not going to be here for long. And I'm just making sure they gonna, they'll be okay and they're set for life. You're not uh, ready to get out there and practice yet, although I know you'd love to. But but can next season come soon enough for you? <laughs> can it come soon enough for you? No, not at all. Uh, I'm not wishing away time, and I don't want to waste away time. I know that I got I need all the seconds and all the minutes and all the hours of the day, and, and I'm going to use it, and that's how I'm going to do it. Kenny Brent, good luck, man. Thank you. I appreciate it.